Welcome to the Simply Resilient podcast. This is my summer how-to series, how to ask for help specifically during deployments. Now, I know many of you, including myself, struggle with asking for help during deployments, but when we are the spouse at home and our significant other is away for an extended period of time, we often need quite a bit of help. Now, when I say need, what's interesting about that word is there's really mostly nothing that we can't do by ourselves, but when we force ourselves to do everything by ourselves rather than ask for help, open up, get a little vulnerable maybe, it can really come at a cost. Either we have to make our life smaller so that we can do it all by ourselves, or we tend to burn ourselves out trying to do everything. Like without downsizing our life, we still try to just maintain the life we had when there were when there were two parents and we weren't solo parenting. And so that's what I mean when I say it comes at a cost. So I want you to start to open up to that idea that you don't necessarily need help You're able to do it all, but if you decide to do it all, what will that cost be? And just, and just start to think about that. And when you are willing and able to ask for help, no matter what your network looks like, no matter what your community looks like, um, what rewards and benefits will come to you and to your family and to your deployed service member, and also to the people providing you that service and assistance. So there's a couple of points I want to touch on uh, around this topic that often we are in our own way when it comes to asking for help. We have a lot of excuses and reasons why it's either too hard for a- to ask for help or it wouldn't work or there aren't people or I don't need help or, you know, and I want you to just be aware of what your excuses are and poke some holes in them and see if they really hold up or if they're just you kind of hanging on to your independence or your pride or your uh, lack of willingness to be vulnerable. See, see what's going on there. When we are able to relax a little bit and open up to receiving some help, we can see that we can overcome most of those excuses or reasons why it won't work to ask for help. So I have a couple really specific tips when it comes to practically and logistically getting help during a deployment. And the first one is that I want you to make a very specific list of people who you know you can ask for help. And your brain's going to resist this just a little bit, especially if you currently believe you don't have people you can ask for help. But if you have a list, like I'm talking a physical piece of paper that you write on with a pen so that you get you get the list started with the you know the couple of people in a certain radius to you, whether they're local and can help like physically or whether they're not local and could help more like mentally and emotionally. And you get that list started. And then as you go, either as you're preparing for the deployment or as you go throughout it, you will find people saying to you, let me know what I can do to help. For the most part, those offers are completely genuine and those people would be thrilled if you called them. Now, on occasion, there are people who are just saying that and don't really mean it, but we tend to categorize everyone into that into that category of, oh, they're just saying it. They wouldn't really help me if I called. But I want you to give these people a chance. I want you to give them the benefit of the doubt. I want you to take them at their word. So you put the people on the list that you've already thought of, and then when anyone says that phrase to you, as long as they feel like a... Uh, you know, a safe person for you, add them to your list. So then when you're in that moment of need, when you're needing that ride or uh, a tire changed or your child uh, is sick and you have to, you know, whatever it is, you need a gallon of milk, right? That sometimes there's little things we need help with. 
And sometimes there's big things we need help with. But whenever you're in that moment of need, your brain will go blank and say, I don't have anyone to call. But then you'll remember you have a list and you go to the list and you pick the person that you think is the best fit for the need that you have in that moment. Now, sometimes uh, one reason I like to have a list is then I know I'm moving through the list and I'm not calling any one person too many times. And another reason that a list can be really helpful is sometimes it is a bigger ask, like a bigger favor, and sometimes it's a really small favor, and maybe you can save the smaller favors for the people that maybe you don't know as well or uh, aren't as comfortable or confident asking them for a bigger favor, and then make sure you like put a star next to the people that you could ask the big favors of. I'm, I'm talking, you know, the 2 a.m., run to the emergency room, please come to my house so that my other kids aren't alone. You know, those kind of asks. Those are big asks and those kinds of things come up. They just come up when you're solo parenting for six months to a year. Those things are going to come up. And if you are in a place where you feel like you don't know who you would call or you don't have anyone to call in those moments, that's going to be very stressful and make you feel very alone and uh, ill-prepared for anything to go wrong like that. So I really want you to get that specific list going. The second list that I want you to make, all my, my tips aren't all lists, but these two are. The second list that I want you to make is make a list of very specific ways people can help you. Because that's the other issue we have often when it's asking for help is that we kind of need everything, right? A little bit of everything and then it kind of feels like we don't need anything or we don't even know what we would ask for help with. So as you notice a little something in your house that could get fixed or uh, you know, you're working on your grocery list so you've got that ready or you think of uh, a little chore someone could do for you or a little errand someone could do for you or you're struggling with your printer. Like I want you to think of very specific things that are harder for you right now, either because of a lack of time, energy, resources, or a lack of your partner, and write those things on a list. Because when you're not in the moment of need, it's kind of it can be a lot easier to think of these types of things. So just start to ask yourself, what what could be helpful for me? But when you're in the moment, your your again, your brain goes blank of like when I'm saying in the moment, when someone says, how can I help? Right in that moment, you just say, you know, I'm, I'm good. I don't need anything. Because in that moment, your, your brain just goes blank. I don't know why our brain does that, but it does. And so if you have this physical list that you can turn to and someone texts you and says, hey, you know, I've just been thinking about you. I know you're in the middle of this deployment. Let me know if there's anything I can do. Then you can turn around and say, hey, next Saturday, can you send your husband over to program my printer? Or, you know, I'm almost out of milk. Next time you're at the store, can you grab me two gallons of 1% or or whatever it is, right? But when you can very specifically ask someone for a thing that would be very helpful to you, it's such a want match. And a want match is where they want to help you and you will benefit from receiving the help. You both want it. But it really takes some effort on your end to find this success when it comes to asking for help during deployments. So those are my two list tips And my final tip is starting to think about asking for help and receiving help and responding to people's offers of help in a new way. Something that I learned during my husband's most recent deployment was, again, kind of that concept of there's no one thing I need, but I kind of need a little bit of everything and that can make it hard to specifically ask for help. And so one thing that I started to do from, you know, different friends or neighbors or you know, like my sister or my cousin, you know, people come out of the woodwork sometimes and offer help. Sometimes no one comes out of the woodwork. And if that's the case, you might need to get creative and start seeking people out and asking for help. 
If you need help, you've got to get creative and find a way to find the people who can help with that and fill those needs. But I started asking people to just give me a little bit of their time. So basically I would say, you know, if you could come over on Saturday morning, I'll have a few things you can help me with at that time. Or if you could come over, uh, you know, Friday afternoon, I would love to take a nap. Or if you could come over and just take my kids to the park for an hour, I haven't been alone for six months or, you know, something like that. I, I, I didn't really, I was, I was struggling to find specific things to ask for, but I started to just ask for a very specific amount of their time. And it could be asking for the simplest things. If you're comfortable having them in your home, uh, you know, they can come and stay with your kids. If, if you're not comfortable with that, they can take your kids somewhere else. If you don't even have kids, you might say, Hey, I, I would love to go to the movies with someone. I, I don't want to go to dinner alone or to the movies alone. Or, you know, like you just, I want you to start to get creative on how you're going to ask for help. And one reason I like this tip is it's also a really productive way to offer help to people when they're struggling. You can tell they're struggling, but they aren't letting you help them. Like they, they can't think of anything specific that they need, or even if they need it, they're not reaching out for help. You can try offering help in this way to other people and say, Hey, I have an, a free, some free time on Saturday. I'd love to give you an hour of my free time. Uh, can I come over at 10 AM and watch your kids? Can I come over at 10 AM and do yard work for you? Just, just tell them like, I have some free time and I want to come and do whatever it is that you need in that specific amount of time. And that, that can help them kind of get past themselves of, of the things that are hanging them up about asking for help. For whatever reason, it is really hard for our brains to ask for help. It feels like giving up. It feels like it feels too vulnerable. It feels ugh, just our brain resists it. And yet when we are able to ask for help and then receive it, like I already said, everyone benefits. So I really want you guys to work on this one if this is an area that you struggle in. I have a specific episode on this topic that goes more in depth on everything we touched on here today. It's episode number 46 on the Simply Resilient podcast. Why is it so hard to ask for help? So if this topic intrigues you, and if this was just scratching the surface for you, definitely go listen to that episode. But hopefully I've given you some very specific things that you can implement even today to ask for help during deployment to help yourself get to the end without being so depleted, without suffering so much, without it coming as such big of a cost to yourself, to your family, and to your life. I can't wait for you guys to try these things out, and I'll talk to you soon.